It's going to be an exciting day. How many of you want to make history in 2016? For the next three messages, I'm going to be preaching about the history makers. Hebrews 11 is a book about people that made history. And God instructed me to preach the entire year on principles of how individuals make history. How do they make history? History makers live in the realm of faith. Faith faith doesn't pull your present into your future. Faith pulls your future into your present. There's a difference. If you have to, if you have to drag your present into your future, when you get to your future, you will be dragging your past. And your past is too heavy to be dragged into your future. So what God does, he gives you faith so that you can see afar off and you can drag your future into your presence. I'm getting ready to prove this. Therefore, when we talk about faith, we talk about a kingdom technology that can revolutionize not only your life, it can revolutionize your finances, it can revolutionize your health, it can revolutionize your marriage, it can revolutionize your business, faith. Hebrews chapter 11, if you would turn there with me, please. The Bible is addressing us. And it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. That means that when we talk about faith, we are not talking about wishful thinking. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now this is important. If he has blessed you that means if you are speaking by faith you are not speaking about things that you're going to have. You are going to begin to decree things that you already have. I've learned this about a car factory. A car factory, when they make cars, before they assemble parts, they also design and develop and engineer and they make what they call spare parts. And they take these spare parts and they put it in something called an inventory. Why do they do it? Because according to actuarial science, a certain amount of people that buy a car will have fender benders. A certain amount of people that buy a car will get in an accident. And so what they do, what the designers of a car does, before you needed the part and before they created the car, they already prepared for eventuality. God already knew that you would have some fender benders in life. He already knew about the hardship. He already knew about the high blood pressure. He already knew about the HIV. And what God did before he formed you and you can read about this in Psalm 139. Before he formed you, he placed all of your members. The word members is translated part. He put all of your parts in heaven's inventory. And he stored it in heaven's treasury. He stored it in heaven's inventory so that when you needed it, it would be available to you upon demand. Are you hearing me? Our Father, we give you praise and honor and glory. Before the foundation of the world, you already knew 
all about 2016. You knew about the trials. You knew about the temptations. You knew about our spiritual fender benders. You knew about our financial accidents. And you have already prepared all things that we require for life and godliness. Father, we are not waiting for the preparation. Father, you have prepared it before the foundation of the world and you have given us a kingdom technology so that we not only can have access to it. Father, you have given it to us right now. We thank you for the technology that you call faith. Father, we understand, hallelujah, that you framed the world by faith. And Father, as we begin to explore the topic of faith, I pray that you would build capacity in our spirit so that we can receive this word, so that we can walk out and have an incredible 2016. For I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that you have already prepared for them that love us. Past tense. So Father, we thank you. Hallelujah, that I'm standing in the midst of those that love you to declare and to decree into their lives that 2016 is a year that they would live the life of their dreams. And Father, I thank you. Hallelujah, as long as there is a demand, there will be a supply. And so we are making a demand this morning. Think through my lips, think through my mind, speak through my lips. Let there be none of me and all of you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Can I throw another scripture at you? Can I throw another scripture at you? Amen. Your yes sounds suspicious. Can I throw another scripture at you? Amen. Is this triumphant church or what? Amen. Glory to God. Look down your aisle and say, listen, your amen sounds suspicious. It really does. It really does. Amen means so let it be eternally established in the heavens and the earth for me. Can I get an amen? amen. If I can get an amen, can I get a sure you're right? Uh-huh. I got you now. Romans 1, 16 to 17. Hallelujah. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. How many of you are saved today? Amen. To everyone that believeth. Listen, there's a difference between someone that believes and someone that receives. We have been believers for so long. I wonder is if there's any receivers in the house. Amen. When we talk about about faith. Faith takes you from just believing into receiving. Amen. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Not struggle. I've come to announce your struggle is over. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to talk about something that, that God placed in my heart. And I believe that in the days to come, every believer will be forced to live by faith. Faith, And I'm saying that by conviction. We're going to be forced to live by faith. Faith. I arrived at this conclusion as I assessed the state of the world today. Everything 
everything that is man-made is collapsing all around us. Communities, countries, economies, government, it's all collapsing. But the only things, plural, that are not collapsing are those things that God created, which the word of God is holding together. And I want to encourage you this year to build your faith. Listen, this is where God will make all things possible for you. You you and I are challenged to live by faith. Matthew eleven twenty two says, have faith in God. This is not just an invitation. It is a commandment. You've got to understand that if you look around you, you will be discouraged because in as much as we are hoping, we're hoping for a better government, we are hoping for better economy, we are hoping for health, we are hoping for it. If you look around you, things are falling apart. It reminds me of Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1, 2, and 4 where Habakkuk began to bemoan to God and he said, I don't understand why it seems as if the rich get richer and the poor gets poorer. I don't understand every time it seems as if I'm praying, uh, things are not turning out for good. It doesn't make sense for me to pray God. It doesn't make sense for me to believe God. But in Habakkuk 2, he says through intention, he said, I'm going to stand on my watch and set up my tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. Whatever you cannot see you cannot seize this is why when people begin to decree and declare you have to understand hallelujah that you have to be able to see your life getting better if you don't see your life getting better it will not get better it's one thing for me to say that I see that your 2016 is going to be filled with success and prosperity it's one thing for me to say that that's how I see 2016 but if you don't see it you will never seize it it's one thing for you to hear the word of God but you've got to be able to see the word of God the word see is less about the physical hallelujah optical the optical uh, apparatus that we call the eye because faith does not see with the natural eye faith sees with the spiritual eye you've got to understand that when the bible talks about faith the bible says that we understand the world's were framed by the word of God so that the things that we see were not created by the things that were seen. That means that the things that are seen on the scene was not created by the scene. It was created by the unseen. And it was Habakkuk that said, I'm going to watch to see what he would say to me. God wants to have a conversation with you. He said, I know the thoughts I think about you thoughts of good and not of evil in other words it doesn't matter how the end of the year ended but it does matter how the beginning of the year starts and you could start this year right I love pastor Rendon when he said you got to put first things first the scripture says but seek ye the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and but you got to do 
it first. Hallelujah. However your year starts, it's an indication of how it's going to end. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that the better is the end of a thing. Then the beginning of the, they're off. And it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. What is going on in your life with your finances. Faith is about to adjust it. And it's all going to turn out good. He said, I'm going to stand on my watch to see what he will say to me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. At first, I was confused. Why would he want to seek an answer when he would be reproved and the Holy Spirit asked me the question who is doing the reproving and at first I thought it was talking about God and God revealed to me he said I'm not doing the reproving hallelujah but you are going to be ushered in a realm of faith and you are going to be speaking about things that you're going to do that you are not educated to do you are going to be speaking about property you're going to buy that you don't have the money to buy and people are going to cause call you crazy and they're going to ask you where you think you're going to do this and how you're going to think you're going to do that but the bible said when people question your faith you're going to have an answer you're going to tell them i'm going to do it by faith because with god all things are possible and the lord answered me and said behold his soul which is living lifted up is not upright in him but the just shall live by faith by faith I've come to decree into the womb of 2016 that your struggles are over no more financial struggle no more health struggle no more domestic struggle no more personal struggle you shall not struggle to pay your mortgage you shall not struggle to pay your car note. You shall not struggle to pay the tuition to keep your children in the best of school. The struggle is over. I decree your children shall not struggle. They shall not struggle with math. They shall not struggle with science. They shall not struggle with grammar. They shall not struggle to keep up their grades they shall not struggle with being bullying they shall not struggle with drugs they shall not struggle with alcohol they shall not struggle with gang banging they shall not struggle with criminal activity I decree your days of struggle is over I decree you will not struggle spiritually you will not struggle you will not be tempted to backslide you will not be tempted to compromise you will not be tempted not to read your Bible You will not be tempted to pray. I decree by faith your days of struggle are over. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Faith, faith takes the struggle out of living. Faith takes 
the struggle out of living. When people ask you, how are you going to pay your bill? By faith. How are you going to build your business? By faith. How are you going to sell your property? By faith. How are you going to do it? I'm going to do it by faith because the just shall live by your days of living from paycheck to paycheck is over. You're going to live by faith. Why can we say that? Number two, point number two, faith is heaven's currency. You've heard it, it say that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I decree and declare into the womb of 2016 that your days of financial lack are over. That amen sounds suspicious. Let me tell you something. If your neighbor doesn't believe it, if, 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 if the person in the front of you don't believe it, if the person in the back of you don't believe it, you've got to put your amen to any declaration that I'm making this morning. So let it be eternally established in the heavens and the earth for me. And I decree and declare, when you say amen, everyone that is attached to you is going to be grandfathered into it. Your son is going to be grandfathered. Your daughter is going to be grandfathered. Your mother is going to be grandfathered. Your father is going to be grandfathered. Your grandchildren will be grandfathered. Let the church say. Yes, yes, yes. Let me tell you something. I'm going to make this statement again. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Why do you always include yourself in the poorer section of that statement? I decree and declare when you say the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, you are going to be the rich that you are talking about. Your days of financial lack is over. Shout, I receive it. There's a scripture that that says in the book of Psalms that God preserves the faithful. God preserves the faithful. So let's just reverse the word. God preserves the ones that are full of faith. Faithful. Full of faith. Faithful. Full of faith. Let me just digress because I might not have the time for all of this. Faith is, is a gift. This is important for you to understand. The Bible said, for by grace are we saved through faith. It is the gift of God. The Bible also talks in the book of 1 Corinthians about the gifts of the Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Spirit is faith. He talks about the gift of faith. So let me just say this. Faith is not something that you have to work up. Faith is not something that you had to generate. Faith is something that God gives you as a gift. Now, uh, can I get one of you that I gave the book to? Uh, Just run up with the book. Run up with the book for me for a minute. And uh, Shamalia, uh, or would you look at my bag? And, uh, and then there's another bag in the bag. You know, we have like bags. So I have a bag in the bag. And then 
And, and, and if you look in that bag, you'll see $50 in there. Please stand here for a minute. Just stand here for a minute. You'll see some money. So bring me the $50. Give me two $50. Give me three $50. I'm going to make some statements, and you've got to understand this. And, and because my time is short, i got to come back tonight. And you never know what God is going to do tonight. Now listen to me carefully. Now, when I gave you this book, it was my book. Wasn't it my book? And it wasn't your book until I gave it to you. So now that I've given it to you, who owns the book? You do. Now, when God generates faith, he does not expect you to generate it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You generate the hope, but God generates the faith. So that means you can live hopeless. But if you're a believer, it is impossible for you to live faithless unless you receive, unless you refuse to receive the gift. So that means if I'm standing here and I have no faith, I don't have to condemn myself. Why? Because I don't generate it. It is generated by God. So therefore, when Jesus, stay right here, walks along and he sees a tree, a fig tree. The fig tree had no fruit on it. He curses it, but he curses it at its root. Now, it takes a little while for the leaf, to figure out the root is dead. So he curses it to demonstrate what faith is like. So he walks on, and the disciples say, he's really crazy. I mean, it's one thing for him to talk to us, but it's yet another thing for him to talk to trees. So Peter's like, cuckoo. So they walk in the city. He cleanses the temple. The next day, they walk by. The Bible said... Peter recalling what Jesus had said, looked and said, listen, the tree is, I can't believe that you can shift the destiny of a plant just by words. As long as you understand that you don't have to generate the faith all you have to do is believe the word and speak the word and it shall be even as God has. You don't even have to come up with your own words. All you have to do is decree what God has already said. He has already said, I am the head and not the tail. I don't even have to have faith in it. God will generate the faith. How does he generate the faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Repeat after me. Faith comes by and 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 the more you hear the word of God, the greater your faith. You will go from faith to faith. This is why you got to turn off CNN. Constant negative news. The more you hear a thing, the more you're going to believe a thing. You've got to turn that TV off and start rehearsing the word of God. And the more you hear the word of God, the more 
mountain, every every spiritual mountain, every health mountain, I command it to go. You don't have to beat yourself down because you don't have faith. Stop saying that. Get the word of God. Find out what God is saying about health. Find out what he says about healing. Do you know, not, not know that I found out the other day why I bless my food? The Bible said God will bless our bread and water. And he would put none of these diseases upon you. I decree your water is blessed. I'm going to say it again. I decree your water is blessed. When you bless your water, you change the molecule until your water becomes your prescription. I decree and declare by the end of this year, you will not have to take high blood pressure pills. You will not have to take low blood pressure pills. I decree your bread is blessed. Your water is blessed. Therefore, you are going to be healed in 2016. God generates the faith. God generates the faith. When your faith is shaking, you've got, to, you've got to be able to find out who has your attention. And what has your attention? Once I give this to him, I can't say that's my book. He then can say, that's my book. So when you say your faith have made you whole. Your faith has healed you. You got to remember that you did not generate the faith. You received it. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. I only have a few more minutes, so let me see if I can talk this for Give him a hand clap. Thank you. You have no money, absolutely no money, and you came to this service. You have no money. Who is that person? You don't have a dollar. Please come. That lady right there, please come. Please come. I'm going to only say it once. The worst thing that you could do, I only have three. The worst thing that you can do, come. That lady all the way in the back, come. The lady in the back. One, two, and the third one is number three. Now, let me, let me share with you something. We have been so trained to believe that we are not worthy to receive anything. That when I say you in the back, the first thing we say is me. The first thing I do, if they say you in the back and there's no name attached to it, I'm running up there. I don't see no name attached to most of the promises. So I claim all of them. Every last one of them. I'm going to give you some testimonies tonight that is going to blow your mind. And so, woman of God, on behalf of Pastor Rendon and Pastor uh, Lindsay, I want to present this $50 to you. On behalf of Pastor Rendon and Pastor Lindsay, I'm presenting this $50 to you. On behalf of Pastor Rendon and Pastor Lindsay, I'm pre presenting this $50 to you. In Jesus' name, you be blessed. You can take your seat. The first thing you're going to do, you're going to pay your tithe. First things first. First things first. Now, let me share something with you. Before you showed up at service, God already had the $50. You didn't have it. You didn't even come to service 
expecting to get $50. But God has an inventory. And it's got your name on it. He's got a whole lot of $50, $100, $200, million dollars, half a million dollars. He has it up there. I was teaching people about the blessing of giving $1,000. I was teaching them. And I said, look, you, you, you don't relegate God to give you the harvest in, in the, the, based on the economy in the United States of America. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness of the world and they that dwell there. God can go into Switzerland. He could go to Paris. He could go wherever you want. So God said, they don't believe what you're saying, Cindy. So I stood up without the pastor asking for $1,000. I wrote a check for $1,000 and I gave it. Then I challenged them to give a $1,000 seed. I challenged everybody to give a $1,000 seed. It was $1,000 that broke the spirit of poverty from off of my life. Money doesn't break poverty. Giving does. So I stood there and I said, look, when you give at this level, then you could speak, you speak out in the atmosphere and decree your harvest is coming. So they were looking at me like, whatever. So I said, I'm giving this $1,000. And I trained them. I said, I speak to the north, south, east, and west. I command my money to come to me. Given it shall be given you. I have given, and whoever is assigned to bring forth my harvest, I call you out of obscurity. That was the Sunday. On, on, on the Tuesday, I get this phone call. The phone call goes like this. My banker said, uh, Dr. Trim, were you expecting a wire transfer? I said, I'm always expecting. <laughs> Where were you expecting it from? From anywhere in the world. She said, you just got a wire transfer. I said, fine. Where do you want to put it? I said, uh, just put it in my checking account. She said, I don't think you want to put it in your checking account. I said, why? It's a large sum of money. I said, how much is it? She said, it's $100,000 that was wired to you from a foreign country. So I said, wow, let me teach about this $1,000 seed again. So I went on, I went on TV, Word Network, and I'm almost finished. I went on Word Network, and I began to talk about the $1,000 seed. I was, I was with Pastor uh, somebody. And I asked them to give a $1,000 seed. I gave on TV. I spoke to the north, south, east, and west. And I got this strange call that said, hello, uh, I'm calling you from France. I said, fine. They said, what is your, your account number? So at first I was suspicious. I said, you are not getting my account number. Who are you? Guess what happened? They said, well, I have a large sum of money to send to you. I said, 555-111-222. <laughs> my banker called me. And my banker said, listen to me carefully, my banker said, uh, you got this wire transfer, were you expecting it? I said, yes. She said to me, well, where would you like to put it? I said, put it in any account. She said, I don't think you want to put it in the account. I said, why? She said, well, how much were you expecting? I said, I don't know. She said, someone just wired a half a million dollars from friends. Were you expecting it? I said, I was expecting it every day. God is about to do something for you, and it's going to take faith to do it. 
Faith defies every odd. Faith brings you into the supernatural. Faith brings you into a realm of unlimited possibilities and potential. God is up to something great. He's going to generate the faith and give you the faith. The only thing that you need to do is to receive it. You are coming into a season of faith. God is going to increase your faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. And when you don't have money, when you don't have the credit score, when you don't have the beacon score, you don't need it because you will exchange it by faith. And as I go off this stage, I know my time is up. You see me going down the steps. I want to say that there once was a woman with an issue of blood. And the Bible said that she had spent all of her money and she was no more healed than what she started out with. That means she did not have any money, but she said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, it is the power of intention. Whenever God begins to increase your faith, he will begin to increase your intention and whatever you intend to do, all of heaven and earth will begin to conspire to bring you the resources. And when you have no money, you can have a divine exchange because of your faith. I decree and declare that this is a season of the supernatural. You are going to buy property because of your faith. You are going to increase your business because of your faith. And when people ask you how you're going to pay for it, you're going to say, I'm going to pay for 